This is Dustin Testerman from Caught Stealing and the Killings, and you're listening to Local Earshot. Hello, everybody. God, you can hear it in my voice. <laughs> God. This is, a, this is a Saturday episode. Saturday. We had uh, quite a week, man. Um, if you can imagine what it feels like to be uh, a battery that needs to be recharged. Uh, <laughs> um, got to see some live music this week. Jonathan got to see some, too. Um, I guess we can report on that a little bit. We got a guest in with us today. Dustin. I don't know. You said your name was different than what we had. Oh, written. no. I, Dustin Testerman. Yeah, no. I'm Dustin Michael on Facebook, but yeah, I'm Dustin Testerman. Okay. All right. Dustin, how you doing today, man? Doing well. Can't complain. So, I had... Because of the live, the gigs we went to, we are totally unprepared for today. <laughs> so, thank you for coming in yeah, and, sure. and, and just doing this thing, even though we're basically introducing ourselves as we speak. So, <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and, and your, your, uh, spot on the, on the local music scene. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, I'm a drummer in a, several projects, do, uh, cot stealing. And that's, John came out and saw us last night. And I do, uh, I'm in the Killings as well. It's like a local punk band. They're kind of like Norman-based punk band. Okay. And then uh, starting up punk rock karaoke again. I'm going to sit on drums on that project, so that'll be fun. And then just tons of tons of projects in the past, like, you know, Burn It Down and just all kinds of weird shit. So you've been working, you know, pretty regularly then for a while, so. Oh, sure, yeah, okay. yeah. No, they definitely keep me super busy. That's just... Oklahoma drummer, especially in punk rock, oh. they'll, there's always someone looking for a drummer. <laughs> I say no all the time. Like, you just have to. The punk rock bands try not to be Spinal Tap, but they always have that Spinal Tap moment with drummers. They're, yeah, they're, and there's just so many <laughs> punk bands, too. And even, like, dudes my age. And I'm like, wow, I'm, like, really surprised. And, I mean, I like punk rock, but, I mean, I probably listen to more, like, Nas than I listen to the whole punk rock catalog. But here I am and like, all these punk bands all the time. And so, it, it you know, it keeps me kind of listening to punk rock more than i probably would hey. otherwise but it's pretty cool though. it's a gig man yeah. you know gotta keep gotta keep doing the thing absolutely uh i'm a guitar player and i haven't really i really walked kind of i wouldn't say walked away like quit i just didn't really seek out any opportunities when my son was born and now he's older and we started the podcast now and kind of I don't know, having some creative spark with, with different people, especially here locally and people that come through, you know, we'll just say a certain line and then they're like, that's a great line for a song. Or, yeah. That's a great this. I'm like, man, that's, that's how it happens. Yeah. Too. yeah it's on accidents. <clears throat> like usually some goofy shit you say to the dog and you're like, actually, you that's know, a that's song. A, that's a fucking song. <laughs> I think about it. Yeah. That's really cool. I'm going to have to stick with that. Man. Yeah. Fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> that's, that's our policy, man. Or usually, in my case, I'll call Pete. I'm like, Pete, I just thought of this cool line. Can you make a song out of this? <laughs> I'm not really a songwriter. I'm a drummer, you know? I'm uh, the guy that hangs out with musicians. That's how I am with, with Hollis. We just had on recently again. He's that way. Like He'll just he'll just pick apart a piece of a sentence that you said in a 
whatever you were saying to him, he'll forget everything you just said to him. But that one piece of like, that's a great song. That's a great line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a couple, oh, yeah. couple weeks later, he's like, he's like, Oh, Hey man, I wrote, I, that, I, song I, I wrote that song for you. It's about four minutes. Cool, like, man. I have to have a talk about publishing, I guess. Oh, <laughs> I know. I need to talk to Pete about it. Like, I mean, he writes the whole song. Like, I might throw a line out. Like, we have a song called Jameson Take the Wheel, and that's the only thing I contributed to that song outside of like the drums. Uh, was like, I was like, Pete, can you write a song called Jameson Take the Wheel? And he did. And it, yeah, it's one of my favorite songs that we play. Like, I think it's great. Awesome, man. Well, all right, so you've been around the local scene a little bit. So what do you do? Most of our most of our local artists are in business within the state as well. So it's kind of like no matter where you go, you, you kind of still see the same people. Oh, sure. And that's kind of cool with with what what we're trying to do with the podcast. And we've had a lot of guys that you know that we had brewers, we've had uh, different uh, businesses and things that it still all kind of comes together at concerts. Kind of interconnected, you know? yeah. So what what do you do? What do you do around? town for your full-time we'll keep the lights on gig oh man. for the gig so i'm uh i work in cannabis banking um work for nice. state bank we do uh commercial checking accounts for the cannabis industry so growers and processors and transporters and whoever dispensaries and most of my job is just trying to make sure a i i talk to them and help them through the onboarding the application process which is a nightmare uh tons of documents and you know just trying to stay compliant and I just help with a lot of due diligence, reading operating agreements and, you know, making sure who owns what and making sure there is an operating agreement if it's a multi-member entity and all that stuff. It's a, really pretty boring for the most part, but uh, but I do site visits too, which is pretty cool. There's a lot of really cool people in the business, so it's cool to go out and tour their big ass like, you know, there's like a, an old aviation factory or so I don't really know what all they did there way out in the middle of nowhere. And it's, uh, man, I mean, just thousands of square feet of room. I mean, we're talking like 40,000 or 80,000 square feet. Something oh, giant. I imagine, yeah. I'm like walking around like, dude, you guys could like skateboard. And I mean, this is fucking <laughs> crazy. Like you guys can do so much in here. Like, I mean, play basketball and shit. Like have a little paintball. Like still like tears upon tears. Yeah. Of so many big rooms. And every time you walk in a room, you're like, did you play fucking basketball in here too? Like this is one of the biggest buildings I've ever seen. What was this? Like in high school or something? What, like, what are we at? So yeah, it was, it's, you see cool shit and people are really sweet. Like for the most part, and but you also see some like shady shit too and they're always trying to you know someone will come through trying to slide something through weird and you're like man see you guys are the ones that are fucking it up for everybody else like, see it, I, i'm just now getting uh more introduced to the legal route of marijuana and i'm finishing up everything now but so i think there's a lot of not only misunderstandings but just flat out uh, mistruths that are out there oh, about sure. it and well um, and the whole industry is very fluid too and so what's true today may not be true tomorrow and it changes overnight like emergency rules well with with growing industries like you kind of expect that yeah degree, for sure absolutely you know? and you know and like everybody was ready to switch over to metric uh which is like a seed to sell tracking program the whole state was ready for something to happen no one's really happy with metric uh, and there's different camps and degrees of how unhappy they are but no one's real happy with metric and that's kind of a long mess. But And then Ron Durbin, a lawyer up in Tulsa, like right before it went into effect and everybody was ready to do it, like filed a lawsuit against them 
against Alma May, I think, or I'm a little ignorant on this part, but he filed a lawsuit against somebody, uh, some about entity. Metric. Yeah. And it froze <laughs> everything up. And so like everyone's in this weird limbo, like, am I supposed to get on with metric or not? We don't really know. And it's kind of expensive. I mean, it's like 45 cents a plant, you know, you have to buy and the big deal with metric was they have their own proprietary tags, the oh, RFID geez. tags. So when you buy them, uh, normally most other seed to sell programs you can buy these generic tags and they're like nothing. Um, and, but metric comes out and they like beat all the other bidders by like half or whatever. And then coming to find out they have these like proprietary tags you have to use hmm. and they're like 45 cents a piece. And then supposedly they have like inflated shipping costs and the whole, it's just a mess. Culture and that's just the of, to sell. The that's whole culture of part. marijuana was the whole freedom of, this plant and it's <laughs> the most highly regulated shit. Oh, for sure. And even Oklahoma, which is one of the more loose, like the barrier of entry is very low and you know, there's really not much you have to do to start like a grow. Um, I mean there is, but it's not like it is in other States and where it's just almost impossible to get in. It's very, very expensive. You have to have, you know, shit tons of cash flow to get into. Oh yeah. Up front but here really, or... you know, people, someone with like 10 grand, could start something small and cute and, and, you know, and it'd be tight, but they, you know, you could technically do it. And if you grow good enough product, you know, you could make it something big if you wanted to, but, right. uh, you know, the American dream is, is definitely like wrapped into there for sure. Uh, but it's still, it's still such a mess. Well, how is it? I mean, this is something I don't know much about. Maybe you can school me is, the relationship with the federal and the state with these legalities. So the federal government is basically just kind of trying to ignore it as much as they can. And they're just kind of leaving it alone. Now, when you get into like banking and stuff like that, because we're an FDIC insured bank. And so we're examined from time to time and they'll come through and basically audit, you know, a lot of our due diligence practices and our accounts and make sure like, hey, what's up with this? Their OMA report says they made eighty grand, but they deposited one hundred and fifty grand. Where'd this extra money come from? Are they washing cash here? Like, and well, no, no, no. This is, uh, you know, an investment that was made from <laughs> this guy out in North Carolina or whatever. But it's all it's all really weird. As long it, as everybody gets paid, everybody basically stays yeah. happy. You know? I mean, the government's definitely taking their tax money from it, and two eighty E's in full effect. So you can't write anything off. Like, if you're a transporter, you can't write your mileage off. You can't. So what's your, um, just your personal opinion, not any, anything other than that oh, sure. about the, uh, timeline for federal, at least decriminalization and rescheduling, uh, maybe next president. Really? Probably. I think it'll be a big pivot issue coming soon. I mean, we have a vice president that was, you know, kind of a hawk Ooh, baby. On, yeah. on, on cannabis and now I'm just like locking up people of color for small uh -huh. offenses and. And I don't, I mean, I really don't see it's going to happen. It, the last administration wasn't into it. This one's not into it. Uh, I mean, they, the Safe Banking Act is, you know, it keeps getting through and then rejected. And, you know, and all they're trying to do is find a safe place to put their money. Right. They don't want to sit on, hey, I have 1.2 in my Cash. safe in the back, dude. Yeah. And my wife stays here with me. Like, what am I, I don't feel comfortable with this. Completely willing to pay the taxes on it. Just yeah, let me. Exactly. Just let me put it, it in a bank account. Right. Yeah. So, uh, how do, um, the one dispensaries that are attached to like stores and stuff, they're able to take card. Like I've been to some of them. They're like, yeah, oh, we can take card. And that's 
different for some sure. reason because of how they're zoned or something. Right. There. And well, and there's different like merchant processors out there. Our bank can't do any merchant processing. Uh, it for it's it's a long list of complicated reasons, but most like actual banks banks won't offer stuff like that. But there are companies out there that will run your card and run it through different channels and. Usually, like debit cards, they'll run it as like a cashless ATM where, say, you buy $37 in cannabis product, and then they run your card and give you $3 back. So they run it like an ATM, and then it says we owe him $3. And then their payment processing company will do an ACH transaction into their bank account later, like at the end of the month or whatever. It just basically seems like we just don't want our name associated with marijuana, but the money is okay. Sure. Well, and it's not so much that. It's so much like the consequences are so extreme if anyone like screws something up. Like my bank, if we let something slide or we miss something, uh, the consequences and repercussions from like the FDIC are very extreme. Right. And... And it's just all really weird because it is still technically Schedule 1. I mean, it's still federally illegal. Uh But the government's kind of taking a stance of, well, I mean, we have other shit to worry about. All these states, 35 states or whatever, have some form of legalized cannabis, not including CBD. That's one thing I I kind of... I heard the idea tossed around, and I agree with it. It's like once you have an overwhelming majority of the states, it's over 50%, and... I think at that point, the federal government, there should be an emergency call to Congress to meet and discuss the issue because you have an overwhelm. It's that right. th- those numbers speak for themselves. Sure. You know, they should call it on the floor and, and bring it up. But it's all just happened too. And it's also recent. Cause I have people, friends of mine that were just like six years ago under threat of being, having their assets seized. Oh yeah. And this is, I mean, in Colorado, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that people were literally like, had precautions they would uh-huh. take in case the government showed up. Yeah, the friendly. Oh, yeah, the friendly market here in Norman was. They Never, were busted I loved the from, friendly market, by the way. Though, yeah, yeah, they were fucking fun. Yeah, well, they're still there. Um, it's it's kind of different now that everything went legal. But I remember they got busted just for the glassware. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah. Holy shit, dude! You know? I remember that when all that happened. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, actually a friendly market not far from my house in in the city. I think over off of like Hefner and Penn, maybe. That area, at least oh. if it's still there, I'm not sure. No, I didn't know he had more than one spot. Well, I have a, a joint that's like six blocks from my house, and it's like walking distance. It's Tegrity. They're my homies, like <laughs> Tom and Tracy Spanier. Probably not going to listen to this, but either way, they're the homies for sure. And so, anytime I need anything, I definitely go there. But no, yeah, I had all these ones when I was selling for uh, the Gazette, selling uh-huh. ads. I had all these different dispensaries I'd kind of visit on a rotation, and uh, Friendly Market was definitely one of those. I love those dudes. Cool, man. So is, is, are you basically just like kind of a specialty marijuana only or you do banking for all kinds of different industries? No, yeah, I'm actually the only one at the bank that's just full-time cannabis. Well, me, uh, me and this, uh, there's a, another girl named Delene. She, so we're the only ones that are like actually just full-time cannabis. I don't touch anything else. If anyone calls, I mean, I can help them some stuff. They need like a, the limit on their card raised or whatever. But usually the only people that are calling me, they're calling me directly because they're my like my contacts or whatever. They're kind of my account holders and it's about half of our cannabis customers are i think are my contact and the other half are kind of spread out between that other girl delene and then there's two other people that help with the cannabis stuff my direct boss and then a girl in compliance man i know it's 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 definitely a um, booming industry i mean oh it's crazy it's just getting to me it's just kind of funny that people are still trying to deny it 
and instead of getting on board and trying to cash in like everybody else, sure. there's people that'll just fight it until the end of time. Well, and our biggest concern right now is that they're going to overtax it like they did in like California where we won't be able to compete with the black market. Yeah. And that's what our big concern is now because there's all kinds of people that think we should tax this and tax that. And as much money is going around in the cannabis industry, there's not a whole lot of people are making money though. I mean, there's some, there's definitely some, but a lot of it right now is still like money out. Like they're just uh -huh. spending, 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 is or it about they're just the, staying even. Like, like a lot of dispensaries don't need accounts because they're not really saving up that much cash. Like they they might have a lot of cash, but they also have a lot of product they have to buy. So it's over, just, yeah, huh? it's money in, money out. Cash flow. Wow. Now grows seem to be making money. Yep. It, but they're all building out still. And so they're not really profiting all this money. They're just getting bigger, 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 like constantly just pouring their money back into it. And so it is kind of fun to watch and see who's going to make it and who's not. Cause there's like, well, it's going to reach 6,000 growers or some shit yeah. or 4,000. I mean, that's like stupid, a stupid amount of growers out there. There's got to reach a fever pitch at some point where things, where the bubble pops. Above, yeah, the bubble yeah. pops and, and whatever happens, happens. Yeah, because just... you can't tell me all these dispensaries are going to continue to survive. They're all next door to each that's other. What, uh, yeah. That's what happened in Colorado. Yeah, there's not that when, many when I, was, when I was living in Colorado, that's uh, there was a, there was a few companies. And um, and then whenever I saw Starbuds out here, I was like, well, that's Colorado Cures. Yeah. I was like, that's that's Colorado. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, really? That's not like a new one out here? I'm like, no. Yeah. no. That, well, that company like, dominated Colorado now. like years yeah. ago. Like, so, yeah, um, I saw Cookies is out here on Expressway. I thought it was a nightclub. I was like driving by. And I was like, Dude, <laughs> I literally, we got some new like dance club. I, on I literally Expressway? looked over and saw it, and and I and I was like, is that a bakery? And yeah. then I and then I looked through the window. I was like, that's a dispensary. Yeah, well, they had these uh, <laughs> like spotlights and shit outside, and there was people in line. And I'm like, is it a fucking nightclub? What is happening? And then uh, my homie, who's the manager or the uh, editor in chief of the Gazette, Dinger, he was like, no, it's a fucking. That's cookies, dude. The cookies family, and I'm like, oh shit, okay. Wow. No, I'm, I'm uh, I've uh, been a fan of the marijuanas, but I've worked jobs where I really wasn't able to partake all that much. So, just only recently, kind of started getting sure. schooled on all. And phew, there's a lot to know, and man. there's so much they still don't know too. Like you know, like the indica sativa stuff, like. First, when you start learning, you're like, oh, you figure out what indicas and what sativas are. And then the more you learn, you're like, Very oh, that's really general. kind of bullshit, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and that's more of a physical description of the plant than anything. Yeah. And, like, any botanist will be like, hey, you know, that's not a thing, right? Like, and the whole strains thing, like, or some in the business even call them strands, which drives me absolutely insane. Uh, but, like, strains, I mean, that's not really how it all works. And I know this. I know once you find one that works, yeah, it it's a game changer. Oh, sure. Because yeah, there's absolutely. a there's for uh for 10 strains of weed that almost give me it's like the side effects can be so negative. It's, sure. It almost feels like allergies yeah. in a lot of ways, you know. It's like ah it's just it Yeah, you have, it. might have an allergen to like a terpene or right. a flavonoid or something. But man, when you find one that works, it's like holy shit. Yeah, and that's important too is if you do find that one that works, go back to that dispensary and look at the terpene profile. Yeah. Ask them for the they should have like the the testing, uh, the certificate of analysis. And if they don't, they 
you might be at the wrong shop. Yeah. Well, really, for sure, because I don't fuck with that. Oh, yeah. I didn't buy my license so I can hang out if in the parking a, lot and a get blank some shady weed. building yeah. with was... no sign in front. Uh... <laughs> but no, I mean, definitely check out the terpene profile because you might find out, like, oh, shit, I'm into limonene. Like, that's, okay, if it tastes kind of like lime or lemons, like, yeah, that yeah. might be my shit. Or, you know, karyophylline or whatever. Oh, I like the peppery kind of shit. That one doesn't make me feel stuffy, but... It's important to figure out what your terpene profile is because you can start looking at other strains too and being like, oh, yeah, it has the same kind of profile. I'll check that Whether out. Whether it's indica or sativa. Exactly. Because yeah. I've had yeah. sativas that'll put me in the couch yes. like indica is supposed to do. Yes. And I've had indicas that give me fucking anxiety. So it, it just, now, granted, things might lean one way or another, but that could be also in your head too. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is an indica. It's supposed to make me feel sleepy. Now I'm sleepy. Right. Go figure, right? So it, it just depends on. I think a lot of it, they're just the terpene profiles mm-hmm. and how it all works together with all the different cannabinoids and stuff like like CBG and CBN. Like yeah. CBN will make you sleepy. If you ever yeah. get like bad weed, like just set it yeah. up in the window and let it bleach out from the sun and it, that's it degrading into CBN. That's what will put you to sleep. It's like having your own, uh, what is that, melatonin? Melatonin. Yeah. Oh, wow. Natural. <laughs> yeah. It's I like didn't know that melatonin. at all. Yeah, <laughs> it'll, yeah, it'll turn nice. bleach blonde and that's it degrading into CBN. Yeah. You just set up in the window and let it do it because if weed tastes bad or if just some shit you You're don't like. You're fucked either yeah. way, yeah. Yeah, either way. Just set up in the window and let it bleach out and then you have some bedtime shit. Huh. Well. <laughs> so I want so that. they say anyway. Do you have the sound bit for that the 90s info, like the more you know, that three, it was dun, 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 dun. And then people are, people are looking at me like, this dude's full of shit. <laughs> Probably, but you know. It's so I hear hey, things, I repeat there's things. There's no such thing as bad press. <laughs> I hear it's, things, I repeat things. It's, it's just like talking about Bitcoin or, or beer. You know, like <laughs> yeah. you talk about any of these subjects, you're going to have Dude. that person on the side like going, you guys are full of shit. Yeah, you're a full We know of more shit. than you. We've been no, trying to push local music. We've been trying to get people to pay attention to some of the talent we have in Oklahoma. And I guarantee you, the only debate that's going to get people's attention is Marijuana and bacon. That's it. You and whether you can put pineapple on pizza or not. Mm. Well, that, I mean, that's the six degrees of bacon right there, because it always goes with oh, yeah. Canadian bacon, that's true. supposedly. That's true. Ugh, I don't... Uh... Why are you so quiet, Jonathan? <laughs> you a pineapple, you a pineapple pizza guy? guy? I, eat, I eat anything. Yeah, I do, too. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I like I never, He's I like, I'm a garbage disposal. I, I, that's I like food. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I will about. eat it. <laughs> I'm like it's it's not bad. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I, don't but I really don't like sweet food though, so I just prefer not. It's all got to be savory. Everything's got to be savory. I don't know. I just it's just those two flavors to me just don't go together. I guess I don't know. But I, people will put bacon on anything. It's preference. I mean, some people like to eat anchovies. I I, I fucking love anchovies. I yeah, I can't do fish and on sardines. Pizza. Like Pete, just my singer for caught stealing just showed up. <laughs> For my birthday a couple weeks ago with a can of sardines. And I was like, God damn it, Pete, I love you. That's that's why we're friends. He just knows. We worked in Wyoming together for like four months. And we ate so many sardines that like the other people we worked with would walk by. Just walking by the door and be like, you fucking guys are sick, dude. And we even changed the name of our Wi-Fi to fingers smell like sardines? Question mark, dot, dot, dot. Oh, so man. yeah, that was us. We just ate so many fucking sardines. Hard pass on the sardines for me, oh, man. I don't know what it is. My daddy, you know, I, he eats them with pretzels. He used, or I remember him eating them, sandwich them between pretzels. I'm like, oh, ah, just can't do it, man. Oh, it's so good. You put a little mustard on them. 
Where you can get them my, in Louisiana uh, hot sauce. My dad used to take milk and he'd put it in like a big cup and he'd take bread and like crush it all up and put it inside the cup and eat. Like, like cornbread. Like, yeah, Man. I cornbread. Bread, I ate bread cornbread and milk. like that. Uh, no. Cornbread and buttermilk. Well, I mean, <laughs> fuck, I guess. If, I wouldn't eat that as a delicacy. Let's say that. I could, I could get it down in a survival situation or whatnot, but uh, I don't know if I would have that for a preference. <laughs> if everything were falling apart, <laughs> I, would eat, I would not be happy this about it. This delicacy. It would sustain life for me, though. Bread and milk. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, that's what fucking cereal is, anyways. I mean, I mean basically, yeah. And, like, just pounds of sugar, which... Yeah. That's every American breakfast that's done right, Dude, you know? I mean, Fruity Pebbles? Just shit. They shouldn't Same have taken the cocaine crunch. out of all that stuff. They should have just left the cocaine in, <laughs> left the sugar. We'd be a much more industrious Everybody, people yeah, at this we'd point. Be way more productive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Well, how was the gig last night? I got to see some. Oh shit! I'm sorry. I got to see some uh, live music Thursday night. I went and seen a blues guitarist named uh, Carvin Jones. I don't know. Maybe we'll play one of his things. I Killer. don't know. Um, Awesome, 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 awesome. Uh, very much in the vein of like Eric Gales, Stevie Ray Vaughan, um, those guys. You know, he did did a couple of Hendrix tunes. I, I mean, it just seems appropriate, you know. Yeah. And uh, a three piece band, man, they held it down. And and it, it it's uh, I I don't think they were proactively doing anything as far as like they didn't mandate masks, but you could tell that they had chairs there and they were they were. They they encourage the distancing sure. and this that and, and fine keep fine spread out yeah and uh, so there was maybe sixty people there and the eighty ninth street's not a big place anyways it's kind of a small oh joint, yeah I was but... just there last Sunday I saw Electric Six yeah yeah, yeah a fucking crazy show loudest shit everyone went deaf I wear earplugs <laughs> thankfully but, like I'm old guy and I don't need to lose my hearing so I wear earplugs uh, everywhere but I, yeah everyone was complaining I, for days about how their fucking ears were just ringing oh, yeah. I'm like sucks to be yeah. you bro I, I learned that like uh, when I worked at Live Nation um, I, I went out and I, my coworkers were like yeah dude just go out and buy the professional earplugs that are clear because the ones that are clear, like they have these little uh, things that bring the tone down. Oh, sure. So if I walk up and start talking to you, you can hear me right. person to person, but you can also hear the music in the background. Oh, sure, yeah. And so I, just, I wear those to every show I go to, and my hearing's not as bad as it could be because oh, I, I do have hearing loss from the military. So. Well, well, I'll tell you what, And man. I like playing with them on, too. Like I can hear, because it cuts all that bullshit, washy mm-hmm. tones out, yep. and I can hear like each note that i play i can hear like when simp turns around and says something to me off the microphone i can uh-huh. hear it like it's there yeah and it's just you know it's i like i kind of like him you get used to him. at first you can't hear shit when you have a man but uh-huh. after you've worn them you know a few weeks like all of a sudden if, i feel like i can hear better in a weird way like i can hear like last night at the show i could hear yeah you know, i my think it's because it's like uh Damn, yeah dude yeah. your mic is really popping what boom boom I mean, it's got some bottom end on it today. Yeah. Some bass. It's bassy. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was just saying, like, whoa, that really I think he's just really feeling popped. sexy today. I'm going to Barry White over here. Barry White. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Concerning that that's not my voice. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, man. That gig was awesome. That dude, um, I mean, he did play your, some some blues, now, some Hendrix standards, but he's got his own stuff, too, and... and um, I'm very heavily blues influenced. So like 
there's certain patterns and certain licks that are like, okay, well, that's, that's what you kind of expect. But sure. the dude's a consummate showman, man. He oh, got really? up there and he had the he had the gimmicks, the licks, the dude, tricks. That's awesome. And I'm like, for a crowd of sixty people, I felt like uh, almost like a private show. Oh, you know? sure. That was fucking fun. You ever watch Scott Keaton play? I've heard local that guy. Name. Yeah, I've heard that name. He's like that dude, total showman, fucking ace. Like the guy just kills it. Uh, blues. I mean, he'll pick up and play like sleepwalk with a guitar bottle, you know, playing on the neck. Yeah, I mean, it just and so pretty when he does it. It's like so good, (laughs) yeah. And it's like holy shit, dude. But yeah, we've been watching him play probably since I was in. Well, sneaking into uh, what is that? Friends when I was in probably early college. I was like nineteen or twenty. We were going to see him play at Friends. Just sitting back, no one say shit. Man, that name's it rings a bell. Yeah, um, Scott Keaton and the Deviants was his band back then. I don't know if the Deviants are still around with him or not, or if he's just doing so. I really haven't seen him play hmm. in a while. It's been a few years. I'll check it out, man. But yeah, he's a great local guy though. Well, how'd y'all's gig go, man? It was good. Yeah, it was a you know smaller turnout. It's what we do best. And then, uh, but yeah, we ended up cutting the the show short because we were not. Uh, really smashing in together very well yeah everything kind of started going wrong and we're like you want to just play three more songs get the fuck out of here and i was like yeah dude i mean he looked, pete literally looked at me he was all like named our last he's like named three songs and he goes get the fuck out and i was like thumbs up dude let's do it yeah fucking let's get the fuck out of here man so we got out of there took our money and ran like sorry guys i think we played like 16 minutes or some shit and just bailed like fuck this it just wasn't working yeah, maybe we got too high before we played. I don't know what the fuck happened. And I'm yeah, it happens, trying not to know. drink liquor, so I, know, I, I don't think we were drunk enough. I don't know. Something was weird. Dude, I have I had a major tolerance check moment. I had three drinks Thursday night. I woke up with a fucking hangover Friday. I'm like, I used to be able to drink a fifth of whiskey and like just be sick till lunch. Yeah. And I'm like, I just can't. I can't anymore, man. Fuck. I don't get hangovers that bad. But I cut shit with water pretty heavy. And I went through a pretty heavy liquor phase. You were doing that the whole night. You would yeah. get a cup of water yeah, and your beer. He would, yeah, he would, he would take a drink style. of his beer and then he'd like drink it with water. Yeah, like, man. I'm a dipshit and I have to take precautions so I can be a dipshit without fucking up the rest of my life. Dude. Man, it, yeah, they fucking things just start to hurt after about 30 years old. well i got pretty good at it i felt like i was as i was getting older i was learning how to master these things and i realized that's probably not a good thing and so i've been trying not to drink so much lately like i'm like all right no more liquor and uh but last night i took a shot with my homie for her birthday so that was cool i always like the blue note man yeah it's fun oh i miss like and you know the blue notes got all these different eras and i miss like the uh matt kirk era when Matt Kirk was managing the place, fucking love that guy so much. But yeah, the Blue Note, it's always been one of those places that anytime they ask for us to play, we're like, oh, of course. You know what I mean, just tell us when to be there. I mean, last night's show was weird, too, because the lineup changed. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, a week ago or some shit. I see the flyer, and I'm like, why? Jonathan Ashley White Yeah, he got first. Added. Yeah, and he was supposed to be second. Well, something. not not that, but or, the whole show is going to be different. I have okay. like two different flyers. I have a they they look exactly the same, except just for on the most recent names. one, our name is at the top, and the other two bands are totally different. Hmm. Like it was like what the fuck? Like it was supposed to be uh, Normal C and uh, R R Williams out of Tulsa. Okay, and I think they're out of Tulsa anyway. But yeah, we were supposed to play, and we were going to play right in the middle. And then all of a sudden I see the flyer and we're at the top. Our name's on the marquee outside and there's two bands 
kind of creepy, which are homies. And then uh, the what's his name again? Jonathan Ashley White. Yeah, and then him. And I'm which like, what, what I was telling him was, was funny to me <laughs> was uh, was that the the guy you know he had the acoustic guitar and he's up there playing music that almost sounds like Kings of Leon, you mm-hmm. know. But then he like he he said something where he was like, you know. Uh, Jonathan White is a oh, Christian yeah. singer. He's like, he's a Christian <laughs> singer, and I believe that um, he's like, I had to use my middle name, and, you know, uh, as my stage name because. Right. And he goes, he goes. He's like, Christian well, he singers should, should be required to use their middle name. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they should be required to use their Dude, middle no name. Shit, and I'm saying, and, and I forget what I said to you because I was like, I looked over, I was like, I was like, I mean. They had it first, like I, don't, I was like, "What if their middle name is Ashley?" Yeah, then, no shit. Then you're really yeah, fucked. Yeah, you're fucked, dude. Yeah, you're just gonna have to call yourself like Bono Plus or something. Yeah, you can't get any credits there, man. No, you're, you're fucking. Yeah, done. you're pretty well done. Well, I don't know. I, it's even worse for someone with like three first names. Like that's got to be rough. Yeah, just all around. Oh sure. You know, I just I can't imagine going through life with three first names. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Just, uh, it's kind of like people that have the uh, proud parent of a terrific kid stickers on their bumpers. Oh, sure. I'm like, well, that person doesn't use, use their blinker, so no. that's a terrible driver waiting to happen. Do you, do you think that they pull the sticker whenever their kid ends up in prison or like, Dude, later no. in life? I saw one on a Maybe front bumper the other such day. A good kid. My son finally went back to school, and we still haven't figured out the bus routes because <clears throat> I don't know why, but... So I took him to school and I saw one come in and he had two on the back, on the driver's side and passenger side. And then in my rearview mirror, he had one on the front center. And I'm like, wow, this guy's a special kind of stupid. Yeah. He was pretty excited about it. Man. <laughs> like, he was just real pumped. He was like, like, dude, look, my kid. Does he have three kids that are each special or one that's three times special? I had so many questions. I just... <laughs> It's got to be. It's got to be multiple kids. Like every kid comes home, he's like, "I got one too," and he's like, "Son of a bitch!" God damn it! I fucking hate my life. I did it the first time. Now I'm fucked. I'm such a dick too, and I'd be like, "Go fuck yourself, kid. Go put it on the refrigerator. <laughs> put that shit on my car. Are you serious?" No, I, that's. I told my kid. He brought one home. I'm like, "That's cool, man. Use it as a bookmark." Yeah. <clears throat> no shit. I ain't putting it on the car. <laughs> Go put it on your mom's car. Homie. I don't. I'm, I'm a bad driver. I don't need a sign that tells people I am. You know? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> well, what do you got, man? What you got? What you got? Because I'm running out of things. <laughs> What? Oh, I mean, what was it? I went to uh, the Vegas Shack show. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. How was and, that? Uh, <clears throat> it was good. Um, uh, lots of good bands. Um, got the albums right there with yeah. names. Name the bands. Oh. Um, there was like. Uh, oh wait, Blood Money is the name of the album. Yeah. So Forids. Yeah, Forids. Yeah, and they're, then uh, they're, uh, so, Fort, yeah, they're they're Fort really Worth, good. Texas. Yeah, uh, and then uh, that was it. There was it was the demo release party for. Not oh, that one, this that, one. No? Nope. The other one. There you go. Yeah. Gyro Robo? Yeah, it was their uh, demo release party. Uh, okay. Really cool dudes. Um, I talked to the, the singer of Crinal Hate, and he was sitting there at his little booth, and uh, and, I, and I was like, hey, do you have CDs? And he had a bunch of cassette tapes all over the table, and they all and they, a bunch of them said Crinal Hate on them, and he's like, no, we only record on cassette tape. I was like, is your music available online? He's like, no. I'm in. He's like, if you don't, if you don't have a cassette player, he's like, <laughs> You're you ain't listening out. to Give us. Me a tape. Get, <laughs> now I gotta listen. Yeah. 
Now I gotta find a cassette player. Fuck. Yeah. See, Cut Stealing can never do that. We can't get people to listen to our shit anyway. So if we like <laughs> hey, totally man. put us in a corner like that, right. no one would ever hear any of our songs as it is. I like if they did Highway Star, man. Maybe we'll play that. Like the cover from Deep Purple, or is it like just a song they wrote called Highway Star? Now I have to listen. See? We'll you have find to check out. it out. Yeah, find out. Hmm. All right. Got punk rock going on. Yeah. So and the then, show was dope, though? Yeah, yeah. It was a really, really good show. Um, it, there, um, I don't know if you've ever been over there um, at Vegas' house. But I, I, no, I haven't. He's getting a little better on how, how they designed it. Uh, they're building this. They're building like a little stage in the back. But he has this little bitty house, and um, it's like a one-bedroom studio-type little home. And uh, behind it, he has like a fenced-in yard, like a tall fence yard. And they built a stage, and then they have like little gate locks. So like if um if the cops try to show up or something like that just shut the gates and just be like you, you can't yeah probably you know, party get a warm it. yeah, yeah get just a warm. sit outside with uh, your and 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 it was it was great last time uh, well actually so the funny thing about this this uh show was the um the permit didn't come in the mail yet so they were they were it, it, itching like man hope the mm. cops don't show up cuz they'll just shut down the party because they'll they'll want the physical you know paper and yet we have all the documentation shows that you know it's it's good to go. Yeah. Uh, but no one ever showed up. No one ever messed with it. Uh, I mean, it, but it was it was it wasn't bad at all. Uh, th- there was a lot of bands. There was like three or four bands that played, uh, and and everybody was just like having a good time, rocking out yeah. in the backyard. I mean, just punk rock, you know. Vegas is a cool, um, dude, man. I liked him. I don't know if I know Vegas or not. Uh, he does. Uh, what do you call it? Um, Blood Rush. Blood Rush, and then uh, the, he runs with Cobra Kai. Oh, okay, uh, cool. I still yeah. need to see Cobra Kai. Actually, someone was telling me they have a show coming up soon, and they were like, "You need to go." And I was like, "Yeah, no, I do." Yeah, we had him on, and and uh, Hilo, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep, the Hilo show is coming up. Okay, yeah. Yep. Someone was telling me they're playing at the Hilo with someone else. I want to see, like friends of mine. I yeah, think. I think the twenty. It might be tonight. The twenty. Twenty eighth, twenty ninth, probably next week. Nope. Yeah, I think it's tonight. Oh, well, goddamn. I guess yep. I know what I'm doing the tonight then, going yeah. to the fucking Hilo. <laughs> yep. Goddamn that place. Yeah, right? Like my second living room, but <laughs> goddamn that place. Yeah, we had uh, uh, Kevin on from Cobra Kai, and uh, man, they're a good band. They they're, they played, what, three or four of their songs, and I'm like, well, I, I was introduced to them as, as an Oklahoma punk rock band, but to me, they, they got all kind of influences yeah, in there. No you know? it's, yeah, for it's sure. It's just all rock and roll at the end of the day you know yeah absolutely yeah i know i've yeah i need to see them now i've seen like pictures of them playing i'm like wow that looks fun like just the pictures look fun they're all like dressed up crazy like and i'm like dude that's fucking dope well you guys got anything coming up we'll uh uh actually i don't know like I, i'm not very prepared. i know i have shows coming up because i'm in like three different bands i just can't you know nothing too exciting uh we're recording right now with kendall stevens and he's done some cool stuff red city radio and uh, Russian girlfriends and you know he's been a part of some really big projects so it's cool to record with him and and so we'll have that coming out hopefully well hopefully by the end of the year but there's no telling right well you, you like as far as a project to uh, you guys putting anything on social media like uh, for any of those bands any presence there they can no can not really into? Uh, the killings probably do uh, the punk band that I'm in they uh, you can check them out on social media I don't know any of the handles or anything like that but it's the killings i'm just a drummer oh okay uh but yeah we have uh i know we have shows coming up there's definitely something worth looking into well if you get a uh, info posters or whatever send it to us 
on uh <clears throat> i'm easiest to get a hold of on uh, instagram and and a messenger john checks our email from local earshot yeah, send it our email. way i do the uh the website for all that stuff all the connects on the website and then uh i do uh facebook and all those little social media things all the other social media sites i know caught stealing is playing this uh cannabis festival in october i think called canna beats in the canyon and that's something pretty cool that should be neat and it's just a big like two-day camping thing at red rock canyon out oh, in Hinton. nice yeah uh but yeah i'm pretty sure that's early october it might be early September. I'm such a dipshit with this stuff. I just, I'm the drummer man. They, I just go where they tell me to go. Like, you know, we have a show next weekend, right? Oh shit, no. But okay, I'll cancel my other plans. That's what I tell my boss at work. I think it drives him nuts. Like, you just point me in the general direction, and I'll go there. Yeah, I'm just so fucking happy to be here most of the time. I'm like, I'm surprised I'm here. Like, thank you for inviting me. Like, we got a show that's dope. I mean, even last night, you know, not really thinking much about it until like the week before. I'm like, oh yeah, we have a show this weekend. I need to do that. But yeah, I'm sure I, I'm sure I have something even probably next weekend coming up, but I don't know. I, I can't ever remember that stuff. Well, get it to us. Like I said, we'll get it up on the website. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Know, get, get the word out. But uh, that's all I got, man. I'm glad. Thank you so much for coming no, in I'm here. I'm definitely glad to be and, here. And sure. uh, like I said, this was uh, definitely off the cuff and um, I think it turned out well. So. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I was going to spotlight a song. My uh, I forgot my wire to my laptop, and that's the other account, like the Spotify account that I have set up for uh, the um, music that got sent to me. So I can't access my email or anything like that to look it up. But uh, but I'll I'll um, I'll add it at the end of the show. So uh, the, uh, like right after we finish this episode, I'll I'll just put it right at the end, and then we'll just phase it out into a song that's uh, by an artist out of Pittsburgh, um, and I'll I'll cut it all in. Yeah, we're gonna try to get him on on a Skype or Zoom call if uh, coming up, but uh, he's with a label, so we kind of got to play that game a little bit. But I mean, it'd be awesome to have him on. So yeah, um, I think he'd from from the correspondence we've had so far, it seems like a pretty cool dude, and he's just looking forward to get the word out. So. Hey, I think it'd be pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, the local earshot podcast, we are listener supported, uh, by donation. Uh, we work on the value for value system that is time, talent, and treasure. Uh, so, uh, by basically just listening to the episode, everybody's giving their time up. And, uh, and then for, uh, talent, uh, we interview people that are in the music industry. Uh, if you're in an artist or if you're an artist, if you're in a band, uh, if you work in a venue, if you, you know, like if you work in, in the industry or if you're part of like what breweries, like anything like that, uh, then we want to talk to you, listen to your story. Uh, and then treasure, uh, if you want to donate to the podcast, you can go to the local earshot.com slash donate. Uh, and we take uh, crypto, we, we have Vitmo, um, cash app. And I just now added uh, PayPal to the to those links, so uh, we'll be able to take pay, PayPal transactions. And then I'm trying to set it up where it all will go into one little pot. Um, you know, the money will all be transferred to the same spot. So, um, yeah, uh, thank you for listening. See you guys. <laughs> so there's a few songs that we want to uh, spotlight on this week's episode. And I want to apologize in advance if anything uh, gets on the mic because I'm recording this from my apartment inside the city and uh 
I got planes, trains, and automobiles all over. And so I live right next to a parking lot and a park. And I got kids screaming outside. And I got a, a bunch of cars just driving by and planes flying overhead. So that's the joys of living inside the city. Uh, but I would like to spotlight some songs by The Killings and Caught Stealing. Uh, Dustin Testerman's band uh, from today's episode. And we will uh, play those first. And so the first song we're going to play is going to be the song Pussy by Caught Stealing. That is the song Pussy by Caught Stealing. And uh, next, uh, we're going to play a song by uh, The Killings, the uh, another band of uh, the drummer Dustin Testerman. And uh, th this song is called Join the Cult. 
the Killings are playing a show this Friday at the Blue Note. And so uh, if you're not doing anything this Friday night, then uh, go go down to the Blue Note and have a good time. Blue Note's an awesome venue out in uh, off 23rd in Oklahoma City. And uh, yeah, so uh, let's uh, let's listen to Join the Cult by the Killings. That was uh, Join a Cult by The Killings. And The uh, Killings and Caught Stealing's music is available on Bandcamp. Uh, you can uh, purchase the music on there. I will put the link inside the show notes. Uh, the next artist that we want to spotlight, the uh, company from uh, Music Industry Connected, and it's the MIC. And uh, they have an artist named uh, Andrew Chris. And he has a song, a new song available on Spotify. And we are planning on having him on for interview. Uh, we're probably going to do that one over a Zoom call. So we'll have video for that one online available. Uh, and so uh, here's his song, Fairview.
That is the song Fairview by Andrew Chris. And that is available on Spotify. And uh, then I'm going to play another song. Uh, this one's called Floatin'. And uh, it's uh, a song that they originally sent me in their first email. And so uh, check it out. The sun doesn't reach my apartment. Whiskey bottle dripping like a faucet. I don't mind a couple of those rainy days. Still in the waves, just floating. Just floating tomorrow. Coasting. Floating, floating. Floating, floating, floating. Can I just fast forward? So that was uh, Floatin', and if you want to check out Music Industry Connected, help artists navigate the industry and uh, coach them through what they call the mountain. And, uh, and so they help them with all the steps to uh, get their music uh, through the process and, um, and online and other platforms and, 
and other industry um, things and just, uh, you know, all those roadblocks that artists face and run into whenever they're trying to get started. So yeah, I'll put their link inside the uh, show notes and their website is M-I-C-P-G-H.com. And, uh, and so they will be able to help you if you are an artist. Uh, you can go check them out. Uh, we're probably going to have uh, their spokesperson, and then we're going to have um, the artist, uh, Andrew, on, the, uh, uh, on one of the next episodes coming up. Uh, from the 18th to the 28th, I am going to the Louder Than Life Tour in um, Kentucky. And so uh, we're going to try to do some pre-recordings episodes before then. And, uh, and then from there... Um, I'm going to try to uh, do some recordings while I'm out there with some people and just talk about music and stuff and then be able to just do kind of a remote uh, what the event was like and all that kind of stuff to give everybody kind of a feel on the road. So um, hopefully you guys enjoyed this spotlight. Thank you for listening.